0: Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Do you like cocker spaniels, keeping score at baseball games, and knitting? I love all of those things, but that's not what this podcast is about. I believe time is valuable and how we spend it matters. That's why I've aggregated a decade of experience running my business and my passion for personal growth into short 10-minute episodes. This is Photo Business Help. Join me, Natalie Jennings, twice a week for lessons on everything I've learned on my journey from high school teacher to full-time photographer and business coach. I'll dive into marketing, meditation, and content creation, photography basics and organization, and the power of a healthy mind, body, and spirit connection. If you want to grow in business and live a better life, join our community of motivated, open-minded creatives. Let's do the podcast now. Is that good? Howdy, everyone. Welcome to episode number 17 of the Photo Business Help podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. I'm your host. And this is part one of a seven-part series covering the book by Deepak Chopra called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. So first, if you haven't listened to episode number 11, which is the introduction to this whole doing a cover of a book thing, go back quick and do so. It'll give you a much better idea of what this will be all about. So the book is seven parts, and this is part one, but the introduction will be really, really helpful. Again, that's episode number 11, and uh, you'll want to give a listen to that if you haven't. If you have, I'll be doing these episodes every few weeks, Um, so keep an eye out for the Seven Laws episodes if you're planning to follow along and join the conversation. And if you'd like to join the conversation in real life, we have a Facebook group that is named after the podcast called Photo Business Help with Natalie Jennings. Actually, I think the podcast is named after the Facebook group. It's like a chicken egg thing, but Photo Business Help with Natalie Jennings is where to join a group of other like-minded listeners and photographers, but not all of this content, as you know, is for photographers only, so... If you're a creative wanting to grow in business and uh, in life in general, just join us. It's Photo Business Help on Facebook. I'd love to hear your voice there. So check us out. As the podcast intro mentions, um, I believe strongly in the importance of nurturing our entire mind, body, and spirit connection. And that's in order to run a healthy business and live a balanced life. So I've decided to dive into my favorite bits of wisdom that I've learned from and leaned on and share them with you here. So I really believe that more business podcasts need a dose of all the pieces that make up the entrepreneurial journey, not just the how-to business stuff. So, you know, after all, we're human beings, and human beings are fascinating, complex beings. So this is why I am approaching things in a more holistic way. And uh, here we go. And one other note, I am not interested in highlighting particular spiritual, religious, or whatever viewpoints for any reason, other than the things that I bring up on this podcast are things that have helped me on my journey. So... I'm not trying to get you to think a certain way or I don't really care what you believe. If this doesn't resonate with you, cool. I hope some of it does, but like anything in life, useful lessons hit all of us in different ways at different times. So in the spirit of approaching this business thing in a holistic way, I wanna dive into the less visited side of a healthy entrepreneurial mindset. Also, in episode 11, I mention a link to the book so that if you want to read ahead, if you want to take notes, follow along, etc., you can grab a copy uh, for Kindle or paperback at Jennings.photo forward slash 7 um, if you'd like to follow along during these episodes. It's one of my Amazon affiliate links, so I get a tiny kickback if you use the link, which helps me to make this show. So you're supporting the show and... Um, I think that's cool. So that's jennings.photo forward slash seven, S E V E N, for a copy of the book. Because this chapter is one of the most dense, in my opinion, and the most esoteric, I think, to really wrap your head around, and it's the first one, I'm going to read a little more than I might usually read just to give you a sense of where the author is coming from and to give you a better sense of what the field of pure potentiality is all about before we dive into. The Three Actionable Steps, but I will get to those in just a minute after I read this kind of powerful introduction to you on the field of pure potentiality. The first spiritual law of success is the law of pure potentiality. This law is based on the fact that we are in our essential state pure consciousness. Pure consciousness is pure potentiality. It is the field of all possibilities and infinite creativity. Pure consciousness is our spiritual essence. Being infinite and unbounded, it is also pure joy. Other attributes of consciousness are pure knowledge, infinite silence, perfect balance, invincibility, simplicity, and bliss. This is our essential nature. Our essential nature is one of pure potentiality. When you discover your essential nature and know who you really are, in that knowing itself is the ability to fulfill any dream you have because you are the eternal possibility, the immeasurable potential of all that was, is, and will be. The law of pure potentiality could also be called the law of unity, because underlying the infinite diversity of life is the unity of one all-pervasive spirit. There is no separation between you and this field of energy. The field of pure potentiality is your own self, and the more you experience your true nature, the closer you are to the field of pure potentiality. The experience of the self or self-referral means that our internal reference point is our own spirit, not the objects of our experience. The opposite of self-referral is object referral. In object referral, we are always influenced by objects outside of the self, which includes situations, circumstances, people, and things. In object referral, we are constantly seeking the approval of others. Our thinking and our behavior are always in anticipation of a response. It is therefore fear-based. In object referral, we also feel an intense need to control things. We feel an intense need for external power. The need for approval, the need to control things, the need for external power are needs that are based on fear. This kind of power is not the power of pure potentiality or the power of the self or real power. When we experience the power of the self, there is an absence of fear. There is no compulsion to control and no struggle for approval or external power. In object referral, your internal reference point is your ego. The ego, however, is not who you really are. The ego is your self-image. It is your social mask. It is the role you are playing. Your social mask thrives on approval. It wants to control and it is sustained by power because it lives in fear. Your true self, which is your spirit, your soul, is completely free of those things. It is immune to criticism. It is unfearful of any challenge. And it feels beneath no one. And yet, it is also humble and feels superior to no one. Because it recognizes that everyone else is the same self, the same spirit in different disguises. That's the essential difference between object referral and self-referral. In self-referral, you experience your true being, which is unfearful of any challenge, has respect for all people, and feels beneath no one. Self-power is therefore true power. Power based on object referral, however, is false power. Being ego-based power, it lasts only as long as the object of reference is there. If you have a certain title, if you're the president of the country or the chairman of a corporation, or if you have a lot of money, the power you enjoy goes with the title, with the job, with the money, Ego-based power will only last as long as those things last. As soon as the title, the job, and the money go away, so does the power. Self-power, on the other hand, is permanent because it is based on the knowledge of the self. And there are certain characteristics of self-power. It draws people to you, and it also draws things that you want to you. It magnetizes people, situations, and circumstances to support your desires. This is also called support from the laws of nature. It is the support of divinity. It is the support that comes from being in the state of grace. Your power is such that you enjoy a bond with people, and people enjoy a bond with you. Your power is that of bonding, a bonding that comes from true love. So how can we apply the law of pure potentiality, the field of all possibilities, to our lives? So the end of each chapter of the book offers the reader a short list of actionable steps that um, you can practice and integrate into your life. So for the purpose of our exploration um, of this on the podcast, I'm going to do the following on each episode. I'm going to first begin by going over the actionable steps. Then I'm going to reference the chapter to help shed more light on what these steps mean. And then I'll ask you to think about one way you can move forward in a positive vibe kind of way in your personal or professional life. So I think that's the piece that will help you the most and um, why spend time on these things if not to improve. Here are the actionable steps. The author suggests taking the following steps to put the law of pure potentiality into effect in your own life. Number one, quote, I will get in touch with the field of pure potentiality by taking some time each day to be silent, to just be. I will also sit alone in silent meditation at least twice a day for approximately 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening, end quote. So depending on your personal traditions, there are a lot of different ways to think of pure potentiality. Some people might say the soul, others might say energy. Uh, it doesn't really matter what words you use. It's just a concept that helps give shape to the teachings and lessons here. Um, so that's my two cents moving forward. Here's another quote from the book. The essential difference between object referral and self-referral. In self-referral, you experience your true being, which is unfearful of any challenge, has respect for all people, and feels beneath no one. Self-power is therefore true power. So there's more to this, but I like the idea of self-referral as a practice to connect with the energy that creates worlds, the stuff that makes us us. And how often... How often is the version of you, the experience you have each day in an object referral state? Basically a state where circumstances and situations dictate your view of yourself. How often does that happen? So that's a lot to take in, but essentially if you can quiet your mind and ignore circumstances and feedback and noise, you can connect with yourself in that pure way. That's one way to experience the law of pure potentiality. So the next actionable step is, quote, I will practice non-judgment. I will begin my day with the statement, today I will judge nothing that occurs. And throughout the day, I will remind myself not to judge. Non-judgment creates silence in your mind. It is a good idea, therefore, to begin your day with that statement. And throughout the day, remind yourself of that statement each time you catch yourself judging. If practicing this procedure for the whole day seems too difficult, then you may simply say to yourself, for the next two hours I won't judge anything, or for the next hour I will experience non-judgment. Then you can extend it gradually. End quote. So sometimes simply learning to be aware of your own habits of judgment can be shocking. And I know it was for me. It's really weird to uh, reflect on yourself. But despite how tiny and simple this sounds, This idea of trying not to judge is so powerful, Um, and I think it's a really wonderful way to learn about your own ego. So that's actionable item number two to get in touch with the field of potentiality, which is to practice non-judgment. The final actionable step from the law of pure potentiality is, quote, I will take time each day to commune with nature, and to silently witness the intelligence within every living thing. I will sit silently and watch a sunset or listen to the sound of the ocean or a stream or simply smell the scent of a flower. In the ecstasy of my own silence and by communing with nature, I will enjoy the life throb of ages, the field of pure potentiality and unbounded creativity. Through silence, through meditation, and through non-judgment, you will access the first law, the law of pure potentiality. Once you start doing that, you can add a fourth component to this practice, and that is regularly spending time in direct communion with nature. Spending time in nature enables you to sense the harmonious interaction of all the elements and forces of life and gives you a sense of unity with all life. Whether it be a stream, a forest, a mountain, a lake, or the seashore, that connection with nature's intelligence will also help you access the field of pure potentiality. You must learn to get in touch with the innermost essence of your being. This true essence is beyond the ego. It is fearless. It is free. It is immune to criticism. It does not fear any challenge. It is beneath no one, superior to no one, and full of magic, mystery, and enchantment. End quote. Whew! All right, so... That was a longer quote from the book. I hope uh, if you're a little confused, once again, I recommend reading this full chapter because it is dense and it's only a few pages long, but I don't have time in these short episodes to read it here. So pick up a copy, check it out for yourself, but uh, hopefully you can tell when I'm quoting things and when I'm just rambling on my own. But if you're confused, check out the blog post. Um, There's always a blog post with each one of these shows on the website, jennings.photo.com forward slash podcast. And uh, that should help you out a little bit. But those were the actionable pieces of this first chapter, the law of pure potentiality. They ask for silence and self-referral over object referral by using meditation, the practice and awareness of non-judgment, and finally, spending time in nature. But before we uh, wrap up completely, I just want to ask you as part of my little um, spin on this. What is something you can start today that resonates with you that you think will help you grow or bring more positive energy into your personal or professional life? Perhaps it's practicing non-judgment for an entire work meeting or taking a walk instead of watching TV. Whatever it is, and amazing, if you can spend a couple of weeks on all three of these, I truly hope it brings more light into your life. If you would like to jump in um, on our exploration of this text over the next several months, like I said, roughly a new chapter every six weeks or so, first start at the introduction, which is episode number 11. Grab a copy of this life-changing book of wisdom at Jennings.photo forward slash seven, S-E-V-E-N. And I'll have links to everything in the show notes as well. So remember, in all you want to achieve consistency is key head back to the blog if you want to read over what you just listened to or if you just want to listen to it again there's a lot going on in there and uh love and light until next time thanks peace